Hey, good morning from Sugar City Studios in beautiful Savannah, Georgia, uh, historic downtown Johnson Square. Uh, here with Dr. Walter Kimsey's. Good morning, Walter. Good morning, Mark. How you doing, man? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, um, got a few things to, to plow through today, so let's just jump into it. So, uh, an article this week, uh, the Wall Street Journal, Blackstone, making a big industrial purchase in India. The um, percentage of online retail in India, 4%. It said the U.S., Percentage of online was 12, China 24. Uh, 12% seemed low to me just in general. I mean, I just see everything that I do, everything that Jenna does, we got like five boxes a day at the house, right? Mm -hmm. So it's online, online. It surprised me that the number uh, that they quoted was only 12% of total retail in the U.S. So first question is, you know, what is that number really? And then second, where's, where's it going? It seems like there's, with as much as there is right now, a ton of upside to that. Exactly. So we have to be careful with the numbers for the, in, in general, because uh, consumer spending is very seasonal, right. right? You know, in North America and Europe, you have a huge spike in the fourth quarter, you know, holiday driven sales, Christmas, Hanukkah, etc. So, um, uh, I, I watched the fourth quarter numbers more than anything else. Okay. But since the coronavirus hit, um, you know, th that data is not as important. And on, on top of it, everybody talks about deseasonalized numbers. And that doesn't make any sense right now because in the coronavirus world, uh, there is no comparison between what's going on now versus in the past. So the current percentage for the first quarter of, uh, of 2021 for the U.S. is 15.7%. Okay. If you deseasonalize it, they're saying 12%, but right now, forget deseasonalized stuff, all right? This is just not a normal world, so you can't use normal math to adjust things to make them comparable. Right. So we'll go with 15.7%. With um, what we thought before the pandemic is that we would get to 25% of retail sales, excluding gasoline and automobiles, which at this point was... We're, we might not want to exclude cars anymore because of right. some of the guys who are selling cars online. Exactly. But, but nonetheless, excluding those two things, we thought we would get to 25% by the year 2030. Now, the time that forecast was made, we were just around 11% or so of retail sales being e-commerce. So, you know, that was that's a more than doubling over a 10-year uh, period. I still think that holds. So what the heck happens? I mean... I mean, I just can't imagine it being any busier right now with, I mean, you know, Amazon trucks and, you know, what, what's happening at the port and, you know, industrial real estate. I mean, ha what happens well, to make that, to, to actually facilitate that growth? Well, it's interesting. I, um, just before the pandemic hit, I was given a paper from the uh, World Economic Forum, which is not something I endorse. I don't, I don't think a lot of useful stuff comes out of there for people like me who do what I do. But on occasion, anybody can come up with something great. And so they had this wonderful paper on, you know, last mile logistics in urban settings. And it's bad. I can tell you that some of the retailers who are doing e-commerce in Manhattan actually have in their budget the expected amount of parking fines that they're going to take on. And if you look in, if you go through Manhattan during normal times, you would have seen double and triple parked delivery vans trying to get into the buildings. 
The problem is that in many of the buildings in these urban areas, uh, you, you, it's a fire hazard what's going on with e-commerce because the boxes get dropped off with the doorman and next thing you know, the exit, from the main exit from the building coming out the front door, it's clocked. So uh, a lot of solutions are being proposed. Um, and now, but basically, if you roll forward to today, we have a lot of stores that are closed and investors are looking to convert stores at malls in particular into last mile fulfillment centers. Some of that will work. Uh, my guess is most of it will not. And one of the problems that we have in logistics is that everybody who plans their logistics assumes they're the only person who thought of something in the entire world. So what happens is that person engages in that investment and not realizing that everybody else is trying to do the same thing. And so you end up with a solution that doesn't work well because in our world, everybody's decisions, are, the outcomes of our decisions are interdependent. Right. And so the more crowded we are, the more interdependent all of this is. Right. But I want to go someplace that you didn't bring up before and it just occurred to me. Right. Um, you know, the US was the leader in the internet and Europe was the laggard. Right. Okay, but in e-commerce, Europe was the leader and the US has been the laggard. Why is that? Well, the reason the US led with the internet is we had a population of 250 to 300 million people who spoke the same language and who operated through nearly, you know, um, you know, synchronized and, and, and common business law. So it was very easy to put stuff online. You could place orders. The language you, you, you read was in English. You understood English. The company's business language was English. Great. In Europe, you have 25 countries, all of them with a different language. And so for them to be able to engage in e-commerce at the scale that you can in the U.S. to make all that investment worthwhile, it was very difficult because you had to have things in multiple languages in order to engage in, in, in business. And there were uh, uh, exchange rate issues before the euro. Right. There was a, a, a lack of a union where you didn't have to pay customs uh, tariffs, etc. as you ship goods across borders. So that's why the U.S. pioneered the Internet. But why did Europe pioneer e-commerce? You know, I lived in London in the late 1990s, and uh, one day I went to get ice cream. Uh, I lived in a nice part of town, but there was no garage for my house because it was that area was built long before cars were invented. It's just a density issue, right? Exactly, it's a density issue. I, I drove out to the supermarket, it was 90 degrees, I got back, no parking space. I drove right. around for 15 minutes finding a spot. By the time I got inside, it was soup. So you know what my wife did? She signed up with Sainsbury's and Tesco and said, that's it. We're going to have our groceries delivered. Right. And, uh, and the, so then the delivery van would double park in my street and <laughs> deliver my groceries. But that was 1997, Mark. So it was a density issue, exactly like you said. But with the pandemic, obviously, people's, and we've talked about this before, uh, you know, everybody's routine has changed. So the things that, you know, the online shopping, the grocery delivery, the, you know, the pickup, all that stuff, uh, habits that we're probably not going to let go of now that we've discovered by mm -hmm. force uh, just how easy this is and how much more efficient our days become because mm -hmm. of where we are. So the, break, the headline on this one is uh, online retail sales continue on the trend. Mm -hmm. double in 10 years what they are today. Yeah, but I think the we're going to see a roll off from this above trend kind right. of and I'll be I'll be quite honest about it. Uh, 2 months ago, I deleted my Instacart account. 
I got sick and tired of being charged too much money for my food. My delivery's not coming as they should. Um, and, and sometimes they brought me the wrong stuff. You know, they had to substitute because there weren't things in the store. This is, it was a very poor performance compared right. to what I went through in 1997, 24 years ago. So a huge opportunity, though, to get it right and to offer great mm -hmm. service because uh, people will pay for it. Right. But you've got to be able to deliver and you've got to be competitive. So Exactly. You, you know, we don't want to look at this crazy reaction to the coronavirus for e that e-commerce had to do with what value and 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 and, and yeah, what value and contribution to productivity that it offers. Right. And and that's what we need to focus on, not on pandemic driven, you know, chaos because that's not what's there. Yeah. Huge opportunity in online. Um, hey Walter. Great. Great being with you, man. Great catching up. All right. Talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Thanks. Bye.